Hey, this is The Lowdown with Lindsay Lohan. This is my chance to share with you all some amazing people, places, and things that are inspiring to me. I hope that each episode will challenge you, inspire you, and give me the chance to share more of my life with all of you. Welcome to The Lowdown. Today I have on Bobby Burke, and you might know him from Queer Eye on Netflix. I'm going to get the lowdown on what goes on behind the scenes of Queer Eye, the time he met Jewel and didn't even know it. Also, some tips and tricks for designing on a budget. This is the lowdown. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, Beth? I feel like I know you really well, <laughs> but we've never met. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. I love it when we I'm, I'm get to talk to somebody that I, I also feel like I know just because we've both seen each other for so long on our screens, you kind of start to feel like you know each other. We yeah. get that a lot, even especially for us, me and, the, me and my castmates, like we play ourselves. Right. And we talk about our real lives and our spouses to where, like, we'll be sitting at dinner at a restaurant and people will come up and just sit down at the table and be like, hey, oh, my God, what are you doing? And then 10 minutes into it go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. This is weird. You don't know me. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I don't. But I'm still going to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awkward otherwise. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, I'm going to get started. I have, like, so many questions for you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of Queer Eye. And I need the full lowdown on the show. Um, just, I just want to know how how what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. How does how does a day in the life work for you guys when you're on set? Um, and do you have any other dream projects for the show in the future? Live on set, it varies day to day. <clears throat> like I'll kind of break it down. What our typical schedule is during the week. So our typical schedule during the week is Mondays. We usually have off, even though I don't usually have it off because I have stuff that I usually have to do behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we have, I'll, I'll put it this way, we have off Monday from filming. So Monday from filming is a prep day for me. It's a day off for my castmates. Um, and then Tuesday is the day we meet our hero. Um, and that's meeting them for the very first time. So Tuesday is always an early day. We start out super early at our production office. And then the five of us pile in that car. And we start reading the dossier, just like you guys really do see it in real life. And that's where we learn about our heroes. Now, what you don't see. This is is what I'm interested in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What you don't see is that like 45 seconds to, you know, a minute and a half car scene that you guys see can last hours in real life. Hours. Because sometimes we're driving, you know to a location a few hours away because not everybody is like, right. Like for example, this last season was Austin. Not everybody was right in Austin. Some oh, people so you were really like, really are, you don't just pick up close to the location no, and just kind of pull uh-uh. in. You're really going. No. There. <laughs> yeah. We really are going there. And so the cameras are always rolling on us. And there of course are some moments where we're like in the microphones, we're like, all right, we're done. We're done. We're not reading this through one more time. We're like, <laughs> we'll read it through one more time when we, when we get closer to where we're going. But yeah, we'll read that dossier through uh, sometimes a dozen times. Um, and the locations that are really close to our office, we end up just driving around in circles for like an hour <laughs> because they, you know, they want to make sure that we get everything we need to get. Because right. every time, every time we read it again, I, one of us has something else to say. 
you know, we'll hear something else and we'll think of something funny or we'll drive past something. And so it's not like we're reading it because it's scripted. We're just reading it because the first time we hear it, we're usually, we're listening. We're like, all right, right. what are we learning? And then every other time we hear it again, we're like, all right, we know what we've heard. We know what we're listening to. Now it's time to be funny. Now it's time to make comments. I mean, you that's know, the so. beauty of, of you guys as a team, though, is that you all really bounce off each other so well that everyone feels like they're a part of it immediately. So maybe doing it that many times is what makes it so great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't. Although I am complaining, but I'm not complaining. You know, I am complaining because sometimes we're like, oh, my God, I, we, we've got this right. Like, there's no way we haven't got this. But our showrunner, Jen Lane, is phenomenal. She's been with us from day one. So much of the show is her vision. I wouldn't be what it is without her. And uh, we've learned to trust her when she's like, we don't have it. We're like, all right, let's yeah, keep going. Yeah, you know it means it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like those interstitial dance scenes that we do over and over. Like you see like, you know, a few seconds of those. Those are a one to two day shoot. And they go oh, on wow. forever and ever and ever and ever. And it's usually <laughs> super hot. And we're like, come on, there's no way you don't have it yet. But then something will happen hours later and we're like, all right, you know what? You were right. This was great. We should have kept going. Um, so right. that's when you, when you get to one of the locations and you and you have kind of the area that you're going to make over, is, do you ever feel like you want to do more of the house or more of the space and you can't necessarily do that? <laughs> yes. So if you remember Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yes. And this is not a knock on Tom because it's just basically because of where they shot. They shot in New York City. So mm. he only ever, most of the heroes just had apartments and rental yeah. apartments. So Tom really couldn't do a lot other than paint and put in some new furniture. But for me, the very first season we walked into these homes in Georgia, like these are big homes that people owned. And I'm like, all right, well, I can't just do the living room because you see the dining room from the living room and you see the kitchen and, you know, and so and there's I, a bathroom and, off, the, off exactly, the living room. Exactly, <laughs> you know, and, and. For story, like I need to do their their primary bedroom too, or for story, I need to do one of the kids' rooms. So it always started out with, all right, we're going to do one room, and ended up so many times being an entire house. And we always bit off more than we could chew. But I have such an amazing team that we've always—I don't think there's ever been a time where we didn't accomplish pretty much everything we wanted to accomplish. Um, and so we, we've been lucky with that. And, you know, in this last season, building entire barns and giving entire yeah. homes, it's kind of queer eye extreme home makeover now. Which is what, <laughs> but that's why I love it so much because there's not one episode that I, that I haven't seen where, you know, you're not welling up with tears at the end and what you, you all do as a team and what you do for the space of someone when they come home into a place is just so beautiful. And, and these people then have that for the rest of their lives. You know, and it's when you say tears, I I sometimes kind of take it for granted that people really do have an emotional reaction to our show because I I still do have an emotional reaction when I watch the show, but probably not as much because I also lived it, so I, I know it's about to happen. I, I know the situations, but I was over um, Emily Hampshire from Shit's Creek. She's one of my best friends, and she was back in town this last weekend, and I'm at her house on Sunday, and she's like, "Let's watch Queer Eye," and I'm like, oh, "Okay," you know. <laughs> And her and I sat there and watched two episodes and literally both of us just laid there and bawled as we were watching it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it, it gets me still too. So yeah. I, I wanted I to ask you, do you have from the show, I mean, I, I know some specific ones, but is there one specifically for you, an episode that you really connected 
you connected with personally and that kind of brought some some part of your personal life and experiences to a renovation that you were doing? So it's a few. I always, people ask that a lot, like what's your favorite or what connect? And I always say it's very, it's easy for us to pick our least favorites, to be honest. Right. But it's very, <laughs> it's very hard for us to pick our favorites because most of the time we connect so well. But I would definitely say like Jess from season I think she was season four because she was Kansas City. She lived in Lawrence. Um, Black Girl Magic. Like I connected yeah. with her so much. Her and I's birthday was the same day. We both left home at 15. We both were adopted. We both grew up, th- grew up thinking our siblings were our cousins. Um, and so we just, we had this really strong connection. I still talk to her all the time to this day. Oh, so well, kind that's of great. A, from connections of relatability, I would say Jess is one of my number ones. Obviously, Pastor Noah and Mama Tammy. That's the one that yeah. made me cry a lot. Those episodes to me kind of, I'm most proud of because I think it had the biggest impact, at least for things that have happened to me in my life. Like the Mama Tammy episode, I think it showed as the first episode of season two, but it was actually filmed. It was the last episode we filmed Oh, in, in, in Georgia. Um, and it was one that was kind of thrown at us last minute. The person that we were, the person that was supposed to be our hero that week had a medical emergency and wasn't able to film. And so the producers kind of had the last minute find some backups. That kind of feels like a sign in a weird way. Yes, we did it. And I'm so glad we did because I, I think that episode's had a huge effect on people. Yeah. I think, I think putting it out there for everyone else to see really opened a lot of doors for people and it's eye opening. And that's really the beauty of it. Mama Tammy is one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. And so I'm, I was very happy that we got to have the opportunity and the honor to introduce the world to her because she's continued to carry the torch and go out there and preach love and acceptance for our community way better than we could. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about our show is we're lucky enough to be on a show that we can go in and we can kind of, we can do as much as we can, but then the people that we're helping, they often will pick up the baton and they start running the race and yeah. And they're out there helping people and also our our viewers and our fans, you know, are doing the same thing. Right. Uh, What was the question? I I, I don't know. We just went (laughs) off on a few different things, emotional journeys, teaching other people lessons, opening doors for people, that kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. Let's, I want to talk to you about acting, hosting, and just being a superstar as you are now. (laughs) Obviously, you know, being on Queer Eye has provided you with some unique opportunities to be a part of other projects. You were in Taylor Swift's video. You hosted Blown Away. Um, and you're do- you did the audiobook also with Kate McKinnon and her sister, McKinnon, yeah. Emily, yeah, has a role. So what do you think you're looking to do next, aside from Queer Eye? But do you ever think that you would ever want to have another kind of spinoff for yourself? So there are a few other things in the works at the moment. Um, What's the lowdown? Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't get the lowdown. I know, I know how you feel. I've, I've you, been in that yeah, position too. You know how it is. Like, <laughs> but trust, trust. There are there are some really cool projects that are in the works. You know, we obviously we haven't been technically renewed for season seven of Queer Eye yet, but. You know, we can't imagine that we're not going to get to keep going. Um, the show okay, well, not only I will a lot, rally yeah. for that. It's, it's <laughs> it would be wrong on so many levels if it wasn't. So, 
so that kind of it's preventing like announcements of other things because we're waiting to see when if we do get renewed for season seven our schedule would be and when we're going to do it um and my castmates and i we have so many things going on in our lives now getting all five of our schedules nailed down for a three-month period is getting very hard these days yeah um it's like but Destiny's yes, last- Child. How can you, you? Everyone has to figure out which way they're going to make everything work yeah. to go in their own direction. Yeah, and the <laughs> and five stay of us. It, it's funny in the very beginning. Like obviously, we didn't have anything going on. You know, we we filmed season one and two together, and nobody knew who we were because the show wasn't out. So for press tours, we were all available. It was great. It, you know, we never had to worry <laughs> about it. But now it, it's gotten quite hard. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of very cool shows that I'm that I've created myself that I'll be hosting and producing, and others that have been created by uh, other people and production companies that I'll be working on. Um, I'd love to get into a little bit of acting. You know, that's my background. I really I acted in, in high school. I was always the lead in my in the church plays in my in my church and stuff. Um, so I would, I would definitely love to get into some unscripted. I think that would be. I think maybe we're going to have to do something together in the future. I would love that. You just (laughs) let me know what. That's so exciting though. I mean, did you ever think that this show would become what it is now? No. So we, going back to that Mama Teppy, Mama Teppy, (laughs) Mama Tammy episode, which I told you was the last episode we filmed in Georgia. I remember us piling into the, the SUV, leaving the church, and all five of us are in the car. I'm driving as usual, and we stopped by McDonald's to get food because we were starving. Because who and doesn't? We, exactly. <laughs> and we're all talking, and basically we were like, all right, guys, well, well, this has been fun. You know, maybe we'll see each other around. We we thought that we were the show would come out. Maybe a few people would watch it, and this we'd probably just go back to our normal lives. We didn't think. We had no idea we would get another season or that it would be the cultural phenomenon that it's been. Um, But no, we all five of us were like, all right, this has been nice. It's been great meeting you. Bye. Yeah, that's so wild (laughs) to think that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it feels like that day feels like 20 years ago, but also yesterday. But then I think that might be COVID that's done that. (laughs) Oh, that might be a little bit of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everything goes by so fast (laughs) now, but it feels like it just happened. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to play a little game. It's called okay. This or That. And you have to answer quickly. Top of the head. Okay. Don't overthink it. Okay. All right. Recess lighting or floor lamps? Don't think too much. But both. Well, because I'm designing in my mind and you need both. But if I, I guess if I had to only choose one, it would be floor lamps. Okay. Vertical blinds or curtains? Oh, curtains. Okay. Paint or wallpaper? That's a tough one. Uh, we'll go with wallpaper. Rugs or carpet? Rugs. Collections or mix and match? Mix and match. Okay, leather or fabric? Fabric. Focal points or feng shui? Um, I think feng shui is actually pretty important. 
Okay, all white or lots of colors? All white. Oh, I love that you said that. Thank God you said that. <laughs> natural light or well-placed fixtures? Um, I mean, if you can get natural light, natural light all the way, but some people can't, so get them well-placed fixtures. Okay, curves or angles? Angles. Neat or tight? Neat and tidy or lived in? Oh, I'm a neat and tidy. I'm a Virgo. Okay, <laughs> so is my mom. <laughs> Designer or antique? Um, I like good antiques. Okay, that was fun. But that was modern, this or that. But modern, yeah, it's, it's hard with this or Not that old, design thing. Old, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I read this um this snippet of this article that you have a slight obsession with mid-century modern architecture. What is it about that style, time, and feeling that really appeals to you? You know, and that goes back to like the antiques of I love mid-century modern antiques. Um, I think it, it makes my little Virgo heart happy because mid-century design is usually for the most part clean lines, minimalist. You know, mm. there's not a ton going on. It's all about good quality instead of maximalism, you know, like straight clean lines, angles. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I love about it because it, it's what I like in design. I like minimalism, but I, I don't like it to be just plain. And I think mid-century modern gives you that minimalism, but with really unique and interesting architectural features that aren't too ornate. Yeah, because it's hard to find a mixture of like just just when you said all white. I love all white, but it's really hard to find kind of an in-between that makes it cozy as well. Yes. Instead I like all white, but I, I don't like like, and this is no diss to Miami. Sorry, girl. But I don't like Miami all white. Yeah, me either. <laughs> you know, like white leather sofas and white shiny floors and white kitchen cabinets. That's too much for me. I, uh, but I would say that my house, for the most part, you would, could consider... It's not all white. It's more like whites and neutrals. But I warm it up with things, you know, like like warm leather tones, oh, you okay. know. So you do like a nice accent chair or a throw pillow in a warm tone, and it makes the all white not feel too cold. Yeah, it feels more co comfortable and lived a yeah. little lived in. Yeah, a little lived in. <laughs> what are some tips that you can give to people at home who need to make their living spaces more comfortable at home? Like... Um, the ways to create a style and personality for, with different budgets, where, where can they go to find sort of thing? Cause it's hard. There's so many places now where you can go and find little bits and bobs to add mm. to your house. But where would you say is a good place for people to go on a budget, someone just in college in their dorm room to go and kind of, you know, make a livable uh, space for furniture. I would, Ikea is always a great spot. You know, and Ikea has changed a lot in the last five years. Um, you know, before it was kind of very utilitarian, like a mom dresser, like we've all had on a mom bed. And um, yeah. But you, you can get some good things. I wouldn't, you know, that goes back to like collections or mix and match. I wouldn't go like do everything from there. But you can get like your main pieces that would normally be very expensive. And honestly, for for decor, Target has the best stuff. And even if they don't have like, cause every target location is different based on the demographic that it's in. And so they don't always sadly have the best home stuff in every target, but online they have everything. Um, so if you're looking for good and expensive, cute home decor, target has really great stuff. I remember I found, yeah. I was looking for Rachel Ashwell. Cause I, I love her. Oh God, that is <laughs> a long time ago. Chevy yes. Chic. 
I know, yes. right? That's so Rachel Ashwell was like used to be my go-to. And I remember she did a small line for Target. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, she has betting at Target. This is yes. heaven. <laughs> yeah, she did her Chevy Sheet collection for Target. Um, it's funny because years ago I worked for a company called Portico. I don't know if you remember Portico in New York. Um, but we were in the finals, kind of, I call it the finals, um, to do a line in Target. And they picked Rachel. No way. Said, yeah. I'm, so, they, I'm sorry <laughs> I even mentioned it. <laughs> they, they, picked, they picked the Chevy Sheet collection that you love. In the end, it was great. It didn't and have Rachel, much, by the way. It was literally no, just it was bedding. Small. It was tiny. I mean, it wasn't any... Because most Betty of her furniture is antique, right? Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. But no, Rachel, Rachel is brilliant. She created... I mean, the funny thing is like her brand, Shabby Chic, she created this look that is now referred to as a whole genre. Yeah. Like, it's not just people when they say Shabby Chic now don't refer to her brand, but she created that, that phrase that is now used globally when you think about how brilliant she was and how much of an impact she had on design. It's like Martha. Martha's had such an impact, but so did Rachel Ashwell. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I know people don't really yeah. always know about her. No. But she was kind of my like go-to of throws and just that kind of the yeah. Hamptons vibe, almost yes. French country-ish. Yep, Her and Catherine Ireland. So. <laughs> oh, shoot that. Oh, talk about some success at home. She, Catherine Ireland, is the single most successful license in the world for home stuff. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's, it's insane. She is a powerhouse. Wow. I Although mean, the property think, brothers, I think, are knocking them. They're, they're, they're getting pretty close. Drew and Jonathan <laughs> do an amazing job, too. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting if you had, like, a game show where you got, you kind of, people have to assemble homes quickly to a certain aesthetic through Ikea so, furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would turn from a game show to, like, a wrestling Jerry match, Springer. So boxing <laughs> match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'd start out with me, with that part of it, and then Karamo would come in for, like, the... To make them stop fighting part of it, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all live in different places. Karama lives in California too, in LA too, right? He does. And he just closed on a house three minutes from me. I'm so excited. Oh, that's great. He literally two days ago just closed on a house like three minutes from me. So I'm very excited. <laughs> that's always so exciting. Like living in LA, if you live near, someone lives near you, that's yeah. a good friend. It makes such a big difference. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've never been lucky enough in LA to have a friend that lives closer than 15 minutes so this will be really great yeah i wasn't either when i lived there it was always hard but for me to have that the rest of us um jonathan lives in austin and that happened when we went to austin first in 2020 to try to start filming and then obviously covid shut us down but he ended up loving it there and, and buying a house in staying and him and his husband live in, in austin and then anthony is in new york which he has been the whole time that we've actually he's been in new york probably at least a decade now i met anthony once at um, we went, I went to a comedy show, and he was there uh -huh. with a friend of mine. <laughs> and he was so sweet, and I was like, "Oh my god, wait, you're you're that Anthony?" <laughs> I think I might have scared him a little. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. And then Tan lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, and he's been there at least ten years too. Wait, <clears throat> I didn't know that. I was just there for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's in Salt Lake. Um, he came there. Oh, god, I would say. 10 to 15 years ago at this point, he came there to visit friends and he ended up meeting his husband oh. and they felt, yeah, they fell in love. And so I think for about seven years, 
they had a long distance relationship and he flew back and forth between Salt Lake and London every month to see him. He and made the finally, move. Yeah, finally he made the move and they got married. And it is a beautiful a place to live there. I mean, Utah is really beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. has like a really nice, has this feeling of serenity that you can't always find everywhere in the States. I, I kind of feel like that's, that's mountains. Like yeah, mountains it is. give me this feeling of serenity. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. Okay, I don't want to keep, I would keep you for the whole day if I could, but <laughs> I know I can't. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, um, I'm gonna, I ask all my guests these questions. So I need the down and dirty uh, lowdown on Bobby Burke. Okay. <laughs> if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what movie are you watching? I would say Chu Wong Fu. Have you seen it? Huh? <laughs> It's called Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. It's Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo in drag. Okay, I have to watch and, this. And it is it is one of the funniest. Hara Naomi Campbell's in it. It RuPaul's in it. Okay, I'm it embarrassed. That I like, haven't seen this now. It, it, it came out in like 1998, so you were a baby. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But it, it is one of the best. I I actually call it the original Queer Eye, and you'll see you'll realize you'll see so why some inspiration when you watch in there. It. Yeah, it's just one of the best good shows in humanity ever. And then okay. Mrs. Doubtfire, I can watch Mrs. Doubtfire over you know, and over I, and over and over. I love Mrs. Doubtfire, but and the movie The Birdcage is one of my favorites when I was younger. This I was, was like. <laughs> yes, I was getting ready to say I'm like anything Robin Williams, including The Birdcage. Yes, that was so yeah. so so good. That's one of the greatest. Okay, the perfect meal consists of? Uh, Vietnamese food. Oh. Yeah, my husband's Vietnamese. He grew up in Vietnam. Um, he's an amazing cook. His mother's an amazing cook. His grandmother. Um, it just, you know, like when you're eating something and you start kind of doing like your happy dance and you're like. Yes. <laughs> and you don't even realize that you're kind of like dancing as you're eating. <laughs> That's yeah. what good Vietnamese food does for me. Like it just takes me to this happy place. Um, and it's very It's so healthy. funny you it's say that because it's from your husband. Like I feel, I feel like my fiance, his family's food, when, when his uh, mother makes certain foods, those are my happy place foods. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's Because it's just so authentic food. and comforting yep. and exciting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me a band that shaped who you are growing, who you were growing up, and who are you listening to now? So I'm gonna have to say two who shaped me: um, Jewel and the Indigo Girls. Um, oh, I love the Indigo Girls and Jewel. And the, cra <clears throat> the crazy thing is, um, I did Mass Singer this last year, which Jewel won. And at one point, I was standing there holding Jewel's hand, but I didn't know it was Jewel. And I would have, <laughs> <laughs> like, we have, we really have no idea who we're competing against. And oh, I would have wow. had a meltdown because, my God, she got little gay coming out, Bobby, through so much. Like, her music meant so, so much to me. And the same with the Indigo Girls. Um, their music just got me through a lot of really tough times in my life. You have like a very good I, voice, by the way. I saw you as the caterpillar, and it was—I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> uh, music is definitely something that I'd—I'd I'd like to to pursue a little bit more. Yeah. You should. I, I mean, even some, if it's just for yourself, and then you start to share it or put it on the show somehow. 
Yeah. And I, some of that's in the works too, but it went on in the background. Okay. I'm, I'm reading. Uh, I'm, I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who am I listening to now? It's funny. You know, when Spotify, ugh, Spotify at the moment, I don't even want to say their name, uh, but when they give you uh, their, your, your yearly breakdown, your yearly lowdown, yeah. um, what you've listened to all year. Last year, my every single top song, my top artist was all Rozzy. Do you know who Rozzy is? I know the name, but I don't. It's not someone I'm familiar listening I, I, to. I, I feel like you would. I feel like you would love her music. She just she it's she's kind of like Josh Stone meets Amy Winehouse. Um, oh yeah, just her music is amazing, and all she writes all of her own songs, and every single song is about something that's happened to her. Like one of the one of my favorite songs is "How'd You Learn to Lie Like That." Um, and it's just talking about this guy and he's just lying and everything about him. And oh, I'm going to look become, her up after this. Her and I have become friends recently. And so we became friends because I DM'd her and I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this album. <laughs> but how'd you learn to lie like that? I have to ask who is this <laughs> asshole? Because whoever he is, you need to thank him now because that made for the most amazing song ever. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> it was actually about three guys, but we're good now. <laughs> Okay, what's the well? I'm a big I'm a big TV series person. Like I I always have the TV on, so I'm always looking for something new. What's the TV show, series, movie binge fest that has your attention? So, have you seen Yellowstone? Yes, it's so, so I, good. Uh, so for the last few years, friends have been telling me it's so good, it's so good. But it's a bit triggering to me because I grew up on a ranch and mm. I grew up with cowboys, and so I don't have the best feelings towards that group of people because they weren't always the nicest people to me yeah um so i refused to watch it but finally like i ran out of things to watch and <laughs> I it off. it's so good it's so good kevin costner is amazing i all the other cast is phenomenal as well but do you watch the session yes it's a session like, but on a ranch it is just on a ranch yeah it's yeah. true you're right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it it's took me like, a while to to watch that too until my brother started to watch it and he just started binge watching it. And I was like, okay, I have to catch up now. And then the more I watched it, the deeper I fell into it. <laughs> yeah, it's and Secession, the last season of Secession honestly it, it got to me a little in the in a bad way, like yeah. the sibling, the siblings are just so awful to each other. Yeah. They're just they're, so they're awful. never for a second just nice for a moment that Never. lasts long enough to be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this like chips away a little at my soul. I'm like, I got to take a break. But then I think I only took a break for like a week. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a great show. <laughs> all right. Bucket list vacation. Huh. Bucket list vacation. This might sound bougie, but I'm like, I can't think of a- Go bougie, it's a vacation. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I can't think of somewhere that I haven't been already that I'm like, oh, oh that my sounds God, I want to go there so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, one of the, you know, I grew up never traveling at all. Like my family, we grew up very poor. We didn't get to take vacations. We didn't go anywhere. You know, I didn't leave the country until I think I was like 25 but so now traveling is so, so important to me. And right. we really make make sure that we, even before, you know, I, we had the money to pretty much do what we wanted. I, I always made sure I, I thought of, you know, I saved up to travel. 
And even if it was just backpacking across Europe and staying in crappy little hostels, you know, travel has been very important to me. Um, but I would say we went to Africa for my 40th back in August. But because of COVID, like we were a little reluctant to like go around a lot and like do safaris. We we uh, got our, my, our own island for my birthday. And so we were kind of safe, safe on the <laughs> island away from COVID. It's a long story. It's a long story. I got a really good deal. I got a really good deal. Elton okay, John I believe you. <laughs> um, so I would love to experience Africa more because I have actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying, I, yes, Africa, I would love to see as much of Africa as I possibly can. Egypt and South Africa and Kenya and Botswana and Sierra Leone and yeah yeah it really the list would go on and on do the full tour of it and experience yes. everything that's the one continent besides Antarctica I haven't really traveled all over okay so you really have pretty much been everywhere then. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right a designer who's influenced you the most huh I pro- I gotta say Martha. <laughs> Because Martha, I really feel like companies like Home Depot and Lowe's, they owe their success to Martha. I feel like because Martha was the first designer that got on TV and taught people that they could do things for themselves. Yeah. Like she would get on there and she would teach people how to do things. And I really think it started people thinking about that, oh, I don't need to hire somebody to do this. I can figure this out myself. I can do this myself. Yeah, the DIY so I really factor. Think, yeah, yeah. I think that Martha has had such a huge effect on not just the design industry, but the home improvement industry as a whole and food too. Yeah, food, you know? I was going to say, especially. Yeah. So, and, and the way she can just evolve and reinvent herself and just, I mean... She's what, uh, Martha, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but I feel like she's 77, if I'm right. And not only Maybe. does she look insanely amazing, but she just, she just, she just works her ass off. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I've that keeps you more useful the, the more you yeah. keep going and, and the more you keep yourself busy. Yeah. I've worked with her before and she is up at like five every morning and working until 10 or 11 every night. And she is just, somebody i really look up to with how she's built her empire maybe yeah. you guys will do something together yeah we've, or we've maybe done that's already happening thing. again we've done some <laughs> small things in the past but yeah no i'd love to do more with Martha. okay lastly oh no there's one more favorite okay. color but bonus points for the pantone number uh <laughs> i'm just gonna say black <laughs> i'm just gonna say black because honestly black is my favorite color um a, a can of black paint can transform anything. Like even the bookcases behind me, when we moved in, they were these awful goldish burly yellow wood from the nineties. Cause we live in this mid century home, but she had some abusive relationships in the nineties and they screwed her up. And so until oh. we do a remodel, <laughs> I just, I painted everything black and it looks great. I wouldn't think that though. So it's, that's really good to know. Yeah. I would always I think white the, for some reason. No, or, no. I, okay. Uh, black just makes things look more sophisticated. Okay. Yeah. You want to, if you do black though, the key to making black look great is balancing it with a large amount of white. So if you're, if you're going to do a big black bookcase, then your walls in the room need to be white. Cause if you did it all up. black, it'd be too much. Okay. So balance, balance is key with dark colors. Okay. Lastly, um, is there anything you would like to tell the world? And plug away. Don't be shy. 
Um, let's see. You know, I would love everybody to check out BobbyBurke.com. Um, it's my editorial website where we talk about design and food and fitness and also like all of the makeovers that I've done on Queer Eye. We round everything up on where you can get it. Um, today, we just did an article about where all of our heroes are now, like what's going on in their lives. So it's a really great source to find great information about social issues, design and food, but also to keep up on Queer Eye stuff. And then obviously the new season of Queer Eye is out. You know, I don't know when this is airing, but it's never too late to catch up on Queer Eye. All righty. Yeah. Well, awesome. thank well, you. You've, you've been the best. This was a lot of fun. I hope to meet you in person. Me soon. too. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't, do you operate your Instagram or does somebody else? I do. Okay. I'll DM you my number. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. You do that. Awesome. All right. Love. <laughs> thank you right. so much and have thank a great you. day. Uh, you too. Lots Bye. of love. Cheers. That was a great conversation with Bobby Burke. I learned so many tips and tricks, and I can't wait to get started on my own home. I hope that everyone took notes during this episode, and I really cannot wait to see more of Bobby Burke in the future. Thank you all so much for being here with me on The Lowdown. It always makes me feel great to share The Lowdown on my favorite things, people, and ideas. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if you loved what you heard, please share it with a friend. I'm Lindsay Lohan, and this has been The Lowdown.